is the Cliffo and Bronte podcast. Another back-breaking edition of the Cliffo and Bronte oh, podcast All right. Today. Is that because I have literally broken my back? Yeah, you weren't in the best form of your life, and you did display to me why like you showed me why. Yeah. And you got mad med tape going on. Yeah, and on I've that just checked my emails and I've gotten my exercise program from my physio because I've hurt my back. I thought it was a thing that I've done many, many times and know how to treat, mm. but uh no, it turns out it's a little bit of a disc. Are you gonna do it? Do the, like you oh, it's, if it's really a disc, easy, mate. You should do the nah, exercise. If I don't do these exercises, then I've got no chance. I know you don't do your physio. My physio exercises. has been giving me exercises for about 10 years yeah. and I rock up and she's like, have you done them? And I'm yeah. like, nope. Mine, I literally just have to do this. So I have to bend back, bend back. a little bit. Um, That's your that. normal awkward walking it's, pose anyway. Honestly, if I get up from my chair, I do that. And then also if I'm lying down, I have to move my knees from side to side. God, how's that, guys? Turns 30, gets back issues. <laughs> Happened quickly, didn't it? Oh, no. Uh, hang about on the pod today. What went off in your car? Gross. Gross stuff, guys. You're all gross. Uh, we meet the guy who watched Groundhog Day Every day. Different kind of gross. For mentally gross. For an entire gross. year. Uh, a lot more coming up as well. It's Cliffo and Bronte podcasting on Listener. <laughs> this is your sick fix at six. Something that is sick in a good way is the latest TV show that everyone is talking about, The Last of Us. Honestly, the best thing on TV right now. You, you and I are both deep into it. Even if you're not into apocalyptic, end of the world, zombie series uh. or whatever, it's just a really solid TV show, yeah. amazing production values and real heart. The cinematography of it, I think you and I were just talking about it, takes the show to a new level. It feels like a movie each TV show, each episode. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, uh, it's based on a video game and what happens in this game is there is a fungus called cordyceps that turns humans into crazed zombies in this po- post-apocalyptic life. Uh, and the thing that we do know is that this fungus exists. It's a oh. real thing. Cordyceps are out <laughs> in the world. You didn't know that? That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, mate. When I was uh, doing my medical degree, <laughs> I don't remember that coming up. So this fungus exists. Wow. And scientists are aware of it. But as is explained at the beginning of the TV show, currently cordyceps only invade cold-blooded species like ants. Yeah. So this is it's explained beautifully at the start of the TV show. They have right at the very beginning a couple of scientists yeah. essentially discussing that yeah funguses exist that can take over uh, life forms yes like in ants yeah and essentially the ant gets taken over like it's a zombie or whatever yep controlled um, by the fungus in its brain but our our bodies are too warm so they kill the fungus yeah but the scientists are like but what if that was to change like what if the world was to get warmer yeah which we all know is actually. It's happening. happening. And what this actual real life scientist is saying, because obviously that happens at the beginning of the show and you're like, yeah, but that's not happening. The world's getting hotter, but we're still relatively Yeah, there's no fungus, similar. yeah. Um, so it actually could maybe happen. 
And what this scientist is saying, his name is Norman Van Rien. He's from Manchester University. Sounds smart. He does. He's a fungal infection group expert, research associate. He said that for this to actually happen, our immunity would have to change. It would need to be completely like run down. Right. Like what would happen if there was a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> And your immune system and the barriers that the immunity can um, fight against changes. And so as a result, then things can attack different types of cells because your immunity uh, is changing. Hence, cordyceps could you be know a how, thing. You know how like there's whole TV shows and stuff uh-huh. on Foxtel or whatever, like Doomsday Preppers yeah. on these shows. They always kind of set these people up like they're kind of a bit crazy or whatever. A little bit, little bit, tinfoil hat. Start to look like the smart ones, <laughs> aren't they? Another day, another highlighting of a leap of faith couple, Cliffo, two people who have entered. And you can still enter, by the way, hit.com.au. You want to get married, you've been together, but it just hasn't evolved into a marriage yet. Yeah. That's where we come in. That's where you come in, we should clarify. I'm the celebrant. Yeah. <laughs> You're my little sous Henchman? chef. Yeah, yeah, Henchman, yeah. whatever, <laughs> little helper on the side. Um, it's fun. We're getting to know couples who are happy to, to do this, to take this leap of faith. We're saying it's a marriage yes. with a bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. today we're meeting Vanessa and Dave. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Whoa, like the energy. Has that been a... Uh, the vibes for the last 15 years you guys have been together? Yeah, so been together 15 years, been engaged for four years. <laughs> <gasps> okay, tell us about the proposal story, Dave, because I hear it's a pretty good one. Mate, it was awesome. We're over in Canada, living the dream over there, travelling around, and uh, yeah, slipped over, fell on a rock, and um, I thought while I'm down on my knee, I might as well uh, pull the ring out and um, yeah, propose to her over there, so it was great. Oh, and a very quick yes, I'm guessing, after all those years, Vanessa? Yes. Definitely. <laughs> Amazing. And what I like about this entry, so as part of the um, entry form on hit.com.au, says, you know, why would you want to enter Leap of Faith? You're getting married without any other knowledge. You just want someone to plan your wedding. You don't want to do yeah. it. And I appreciate nah, that. That's it. We had a, we had a wedding planned and um, it was a COVID hit and our wedding was meant to be a month later, so everything got cancelled. Oh. So we lost a bit of money. And, we like a week out. I was on my, I was on my box party a week out, a couple of days to go, and, yeah, no, this crap happened. So. Oh, yeah. no. So did you get to have your box party first time around, Dave? No, nah, dude, oh, no, bugger. we didn't. We, um, yeah, so, yeah, unfortunately, got it all organised. Nice something, and, uh, yeah, it didn't come through. <laughs> something tells me a uh, Bucks party with Dave would be a bit of a rager. I would like to go. <laughs> oh, mate, don't worry. You're all invited. Don't worry. Right. So no other wedding plans since that original one for 2020. You've kind of just no. kept living life. Kept living life. It was sort of like put on the back burner. It was, yeah, I don't know, a bit disappointing at that time. We've thought about a low pin. We've mm-hmm. thrown uh, up some other ideas, but, yeah, nothing's come out. So disappointing. <laughs> of course, we are saying it's going to be a wedding with a twist. Like yes. there's there's yeah. obviously going to be something at some point we're going to reveal on air about Leap of Faith. Does that yeah. make you nervous? No, we love adventure. I love it. I mean, tick, tick, tick over here. Oh, Dave, I can't wait for the back. Dave, can't wait for the next. All right, look, entries are still open, hit.com.au. Click on the win tab. Our third couple that we've got to know for Leap of Faith, Vanessa and Dave, good to chat, guys. 
Wednesday. So our main meal for WTF Wednesday is in an hour's time. Yes. After 7.50, we're going to meet Adam Daniel, the Aussie bloke who watched 700 hours of the film Groundhog Day. He watched it every day for an entire year. By choice, which By is choice. definitely a WTF. Like, why Why the F would you do that? It messed with his mind after a while. Don't, don't doubt it. We'll get that. But... We like to, before the main WTF Wednesday, just do a little entree. Yes. And today's one is courtesy of the Just The Gist podcast with Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley on the Listener app. It's amazing. I love Just The Gist. Jacob Stanley, oh my God. Divine, right? Just the best. The whole thing is great. It's right up there with the Clifford Bronte podcast on Listener. Yeah, always. Us, then Just The Gist. It's oh, back to back. Abby Chatfield's in there somewhere. I don't know. Mm, sure. Um, so I want to tell you the story. Like they do just the gist on that podcast. I'm going to give you just the gist of just the gist. Super mini version. Um, but have you heard of Balloon Fest 1986? Balloon Did you listen Fest. to this one? I did. But tell okay. the people because it is a WTF. You know the, the saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is this story 100%. Like, yes. It went to hell, but it was all good intentions. Yeah, they wanted to do good. Well, they wanted to put Cleveland on the map, so they went, what we're going to do is we're going to release at once 1.5 million balloons. So it's just going to look spectacular. Yeah, Everyone of will talk about Cleveland and nothing will go wrong. Right? They're just balloons. What harm can 1.2 million balloons do? Well, it started with blistered fingers. Yep. Because each volunteer, they didn't get as many as they needed, so each volunteer had to tie 700 balloons each. And we should say a lot of the volunteers were children because right. little fingers are better at tying balloons than big adult fingers. Like a little sweatshop. Yeah. Tie those balloons, kids. Um, They eventually got them all tied. 1.5 million of the bastards. Um, They let them out into the world. The sight distracted motorists, causing hundreds of car accidents. Oh, God. The airport was forced to shut down because the runways were blanketed with balloons. Mm. But the most serious thing was two men went fishing... But balloons in and around the water yes. made it impossible to find a person's head or life jacket. Like, it all just looked the same. Exactly. Because if someone's missing in the ocean, you're looking for anything that's not water. Mm-hmm. Well, there was just distractions just everywhere. Just rainbow balloons everywhere. These two blokes, their bodies were found days later. Oh, no. The wife of one of the fishermen went on to sue Balloon Fest organisers. And they did all this. Like, the one saving grace was... It'll all be worth it yes. if we make it into the Guinness Book of Records. Surely. 1.5 mil. they did. Great. They did for one print edition of it only. <gasps> because what happened was the Guinness World Records people were like, oh, you did all this. So they did like a tiny little corner, <laughs> a tiny little sentence. And yeah, they did it or whatever. But then they had to very quickly drop the category. Because they were like, this This is stupid. Like People died people because died. of this category. So no more balloon it, drops it, or releases. It put Cleveland on the map. Not a great the map. The only thing higher than the balloons was the organisers <laughs> coming up with the idea, mate. I felt pretty pathetic as a human yesterday trying to find a bad smell in my car. Oh, no. Now, the thing with trying to find a bad smell is the only senses you have are your your nose. Yes. Um, yes. If, it's, if it's hidden, 
Like, if it's not really obvious, I mean, you might be able to see it. Yeah. I mean, if it's something that makes a noise, you might be able to hear it or whatever. I, I couldn't hear this thing. No. I couldn't see it. You like, I couldn't. I'm like feel, a sniffer dog. Mate, my, I, was, I spent a good few minutes. <sighs> Is that what you were doing in the car park? Yeah. I thought it was just crazy old Cliffo God, again. It sounds like uh, I'm doing something <laughs> quite unsavory in the car park doing that, doesn't it? No, no, no. There's, there was a bad smell. It was at home. It was yesterday afternoon. Uh-huh. And my car, like I drive a just a mid-sized kind of SUV car. Yeah. And either side of the boot when it opens up, there's those little little nooks. Crevices little almost. Crevices. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Either side and they're kind of, they're much deeper than the boot. Yes. They kind of go down to the, the depth of the spare tyre or whatever. Yep. And for mine, there's these sort of, they're probably about the size of a, I don't know, like a loaf of bread or whatever, either side of the boot and they sink down pretty deep. But then if you put your hands in them, you can feel the spare tyre. Yes. So it just goes into the, like underneath the boot bit. <laughs> And really long story short, I ended up sniffing out what was, turns out, rotting Ugh. underneath the boot of the car. So I, I lifted up the boot. And thankfully, I didn't just put my hands in and, you know, my Feel hand goes through what was rotting. But what I found, dying, just a pathetic little uh, mouldy death under my boot next to the spare tyre was a nectarine that must have rolled out of a shopping oh, bag. no. <laughs> and it's proceeded to rot. I mean, we've had a lot of rain and heat and of stuff course. lately. So it's it's the perfect combination to food for food to go bad. Yeah. And for, I reckon since probably Saturday, I think, I first started smelling something wrong. Uh-huh. And then, some, you know, being like, oh, maybe someone's just dropped one or so. I don't know. You've got kids. Okay. I imagine they're bringing stinky things in and out of the car themselves included. They are the stinky things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Sunday kind of rolled around. Monday I was into work. Like it's progressively getting worse and worse until yesterday afternoon. I'm like, I have to investigate. Yeah. My nose led me to the boot. How um, quickly did you have to, to sniff the... around like front ca- front seats, back seats, and then you're like, it's not here. Oh, it's a good 15-minute sniff. Oh, no. <laughs> I would say. Not a 15-minute sniff. You would have been exhausted, <laughs> yeah, it's, mate. It's a big day, mate. <laughs> um, but 131060, I thought we put it out there this morning. What went off in your car? Yeah. Because I've heard stories before of, I don't know, pranks being played or mm-hmm. like me, maybe a bit of accidental food getting stashed in a car. Yeah. But 131060, if anyone's got something. Something that rolled out. Uh, shopping bags is a good one because I've, I mean, I found groceries in a similar area, really? under those bits in the boot yeah. that have gone off. Olives, jars of olives. Cars have nooks and crannies, mate. Yeah. There was a story from years ago at an old radio station I used to work at, just super quickly. Um, on the Thursday before Easter, the car went out and did the whole, hey, come on down, get your, you know, get your icy cold can of Coke, yeah, loaf yeah. of bread, get your chalky milk or whatever. Um, the promo kid had actually left a chalky milk in on the Thursday before Easter, stayed there the whole Easter weekend, exploded in the car. Um, we've all got back to work on the Tuesday, jumped in the car. It smelled like a mor- like it was yeah. death. Yeah, I think anyone that's worked in promo in radio, as you and I have, and you hand out milks for some reason mm. we all know the smell of off milk in a promo car that thing will haunt you that's a that's a <laughs> an initiation in this game it guys. is <laughs> if you want to work in radio yeah get used to the smell of off milk <laughs> uh narissa what went off in your car <laughs> uh, long story short my mum came to stay when my daughter was born 
and then about 18 months later, we found a packet of, you know, that Cryvac salmon? Oh, yes. Yes. Underneath the back seats in our Prado, oh. and I'd never used the seats before. Oh. And, like, we knew there was a smell in the car, and we just could not find it. And one day at about 11 o'clock at night, I lifted those back seats for the first time and found it. And I was, I like got onto my mum straight away. I was like, it was you. Oh my God. She kept saying, your car smells, you need to clean your car and all this sort of stuff. And it was her fault. What? God, that would have been like a specimen. Yeah, that would have it would have been reborn like again and seafood died by that and time. <laughs> uh, Tracy's here. What went off in your car? Oh yeah, I was borrowing my dad's um, sports car, red sports car, and a watermelon rolled under the seat. Under it was one of those little watermelons, yeah. and uh, didn't just forgot all about it. About two months later, he was cleaning out his car in the summer. It was, and um, it had actually started melting into the carpet. It was, oh. Oh, pretty wow. gross. <laughs> See, watermelon smell is one of my favourite smells after two months. Yeah. How about rotting watermelon? No, surprisingly not my uh, favourite. Sarah, what went off in your car? Uh, crispy cream donut. Oh, Specifically, no. like, the glaze of it. <sighs> my daughter was eating one in her car seat, and underneath me, how many crumbs she had drum- dropped, like, into the little crevices of the car seat. Yep. Um, and it went like this milky, gross, smelly soup <laughs> in this little crevice of the car seat. And it took me so long to track down where it was coming from. I had to pull all the covers off the car seat. And, oh, God. Oh, it was so Sarah, gross. I feel like Australia as a nation, like if we collectively, all of us parents with car seats, emptied, like ripped out the car seats, shook them out, shook all the food out of them, we'd be able to feed a small nation. <laughs> On the amount of the food. Amount of and everything else that I found oh. come out of that car seat that day. That poor Shocking. nation getting that food. I know, right? <laughs> How hungry are they? Tiffany, what went off in your car? Hey, so for a couple of months, there was this awful smell getting like progressively worse. Mm. And I've got small children. So we went and got like the whole car cleaned, everything, still couldn't get rid of it. Um, blew a tire on my car, went in the back and opened it. I found an entire ecosystem of a melted butter <gasps> all through the tire well, the carpet, like. <sighs> so when you yeah, say ecosystem, the, the butter's gone off and yep. well, it's gone mouldy and then it's grown. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was awful. Like there was more than what I thought there would have been just from the amount of butter that was there. Like. <laughs> See, butter's milk as well. Yeah, no, that's the not... The milk, the seafood. That's not good. Uh, we're going to end on Donna. What went off in your car, Donna? The car seat actually went off. The seat oh, itself. Oh, what was, what was in it? So I went away for Christmas holidays and we put our car into the shed so that it would be locked up and secure here in Cairns. And, yeah, we locked it up at the very start of December and I got back middle of January mm. and we've driven the car out and, yeah... Different, similar to the other lady, whole ecosystem of mould, fur, hair, oh. everything. <laughs> what is the use by date on car seats? You think? <laughs> what's their, oh what's their best before? <laughs> Alpha Bucks is back tomorrow, Thursday, the 16th of February. It's worth a grand. And it was nice today. I know she didn't win, but Sam came on. Mm. She was an English teacher. That was fun. Told us the difference between an adjective, a verb, and a, and a noun. noun. Yep, which we've forgotten already. 30 years later from school, I still don't really know. Uh-uh. Um, well, you think uh, an English teacher would have an advantage with yeah, a game you like would. Alpha Box. But... She clearly didn't get the clue, though. No.
That's what this is all about. That's what this is about to help you out tomorrow. Your mm. clue and the letter. <sighs> jellyfish. Uh, you wish, jellyfish. Um, J is your letter. Mm. Jellyfish. Your free Alpha Bucks answer for tomorrow on here. Hundred buckaroos on the line. Adam's playing today. This is impressive, Adam. You're in med school training to be a surgeon, mate. I hope you got steady hands. <laughs> uh, I do, I do. Um, I will have better hands one day, but yeah, that's I'm why he's in school, Clifford. That's what they train. Yeah. I love yeah. that it says here, confident he will beat Bronte. I love when people are confident because then it feels even <laughs> sweeter when I destroy them. We'll find out. She's speaking All a right, big game. On, all right, Adam. Good Adam, luck. we'll put her in the soundproof booth. Yeah. Go on, get out of here. Uh, and for you, Adam, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock, mate. It's five questions. You good to go? Let's go. Time starts now. What's the name of the lion in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Pass. Uh, how many days are 72 hours? Uh, four. What is the biggest bone in the human body? I should know this. I'm the femur. Uh, prior to adopting the euro, what was the currency in France? Franks. In cricket, how many runs equals a century? 100. What was the name of the lion in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Oh, God. Mm, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be one of those ones. Hang that... on. Hang on. Nah, we're out of time. Don't say it now because Bronte's on her way back in. But I feel like it's one of those ones when you hear it, you're going to be kicking yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. We all at least watch the movie, if not read the book, in school. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah, shush, 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 shush. Hey, what, what just, just quickly. Yeah. yeah, what's up? Just quickly, did you hear about the two baked beans that walked around Australia? No. Like, they got stuck in cans. <sighs> I think Adam sounds like Adam. a good egg. Adam, I think you got to stick to med school, brother. <laughs> I like Adam. Well, you've Go got 30 on. seconds I'm gonna to pick up another him. joke, Adam, all right? You've got 30 seconds if you've got another one. Um, I'm going to rack it up on the clock for you, Bronte. You good to go? Yes. Time starts now. What's the name of the lion in The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe? Aslan. How many days are 72 hours? Three days. What is the biggest bone in the human body? Your tibia. Prior to adopting the euro, what was the currency used in France? The franc. In cricket, how many runs equals a century? Hundo. Cool hundo. We 100. We seconds, mate. You wow, know that. Wow, wow. Um, Did you think of another joke, Adam? <laughs> she smoked me, though, didn't she? You're in there. <laughs> well, you, said, you said very different answers All right. for the biggest bone in the human body, and I would hope the med student got that right. That's but true. That's true. We'll find out, Alicia. Yeah, Yes, yeah, so the lion in the lion, the witch in the wardrobe is Aslan. Bronte got that one correct. Adam passed. Uh, 72 hours equals three days. Three days. Bronte got yeah, that one correct. Me, Adam said four. Adam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest bone in the human body is the femur, which oh, Adam correct. Adam, Bronte the med student, got it. Where's that, Adam? Where's your femur? Hey? Where is your femur? <laughs> Come on, your leg. You know where it is. I'm your just trying to help thigh, you redeem yourself, mate. <laughs> I'd say it's on the bottom half. <laughs> I just say it's on the bottom half. <laughs> the femur's in the thigh. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Um, 
before the Euro, France used the franc. Both of you got that one correct. And in cricket, 100 runs is a century, which both of you got correct. So Bronte got four, Adam got three. Bronte by one. By one. Does that mean I'm smarter than a doctor? Does that mean I am a doctor? It absolutely does not mean that. <laughs> Come on, let me operate. Please, Adam, back to school for God's <laughs> sakes. Congratulations. Thanks, the Adam. The human race is relying on you if Bronte's the second option. <laughs> uh, we'll throw another 50 bucks at it, so it's 150 bucks cash on the line. I learned to sew a button. How, Tomorrow like, morning. I could sew someone up. Uh, sewing a button, sewing skin. Same, same, right? Totally the same thing. Adam, agree. Uh, it's Cliffo and Dr. Bronte. At 11 past seven on here. A lot of lovely bouquets of flowers being brought, bought, and delivered yesterday for Valentine's Day. And if you were lucky enough to receive some, or maybe you just bought some for yourself, as Miley Cyrus sings, you can buy yourself flowers any day of the year. Uh, and you want to keep them fresh and vibrant for as long as possible. There is uh, a few clever hacks to keep flowers alive for longer. And a few of them I have not heard before. So some are, I think, typical, like change the water every couple of days. Flowers drink a lot of water, so don't let them sit in the same oh, water. Michelle, my wife, and I, we're the worst flower owners. Oh, are you? we'll often chuck some water in the vase, and it's the same water until no. it literally goes brown and algae-like. Oh, it stinks, yeah. doesn't it? No, you should change, change the water it. every okay. two days, apparently. Uh, you can also remove some of the leaves, especially when they've started to brown because they're obviously dying and, you know, bruised petals, bruised leaves, and it all kind of... They're like your in. ex. They're just sucking the life exactly. out of you. Exactly. <laughs> or you can also break into the bar cart and add some vodka. <laughs> because apparently adding a few drops of vodka or any clear spirit is said to have a special effect on your flowers. It slows the aging process and allows them to stay fresher for longer. So vodka, like Bacardi, Sprite, lemonade as well. Wow. Yep. Just make sure you stay on the clear spirits only because if you pull out the rum, your flowers are probably going to want to fight you. (laughs) That was the Cliffo and Bronte podcast.